You're listening to Orange County's only station with critical business information, Critical Mass, with your host, Rick Franzi. Well, today you get to uh, have a treat. We have a special guest host today, me, Paul Roberts. I'm usually the producer of the show, but today Rick couldn't get back in time to uh, pick up the reins, so I'm going to see if I can fill in for him. For those of you tuning in for the first time, uh, this is Critical Mass, Coast to Coast, and the purpose of the show is very simple. We think you can learn from the experiences of others. If you think you're having trouble, well, find out what other people are doing. Maybe they're having the same trouble. Maybe they've figured out how to overcome the trouble. Or maybe they've got a whole different set of problems and solutions and ideas. But whatever it is, we think there is value in the experience of others. That's why um, uh, this show is sponsored by Renaissance Executive Forums, which, as you may or may not know, is one of the largest CEO peer groups. The idea is get together once a month with a collection of your peers people at the same point in business that you are based on revenue. If you're a small or mid-sized, a large company, you can brainstorm with a bunch of other people. Unburden yourself. Let your hair down. Share your concerns. Share your thoughts. And put them out to the group. See what they can come up with. It's it's a very powerful process if you've never been through it. And uh, I suggest you check it out if you have any interest whatsoever in the ideas of others. Having said that, we have some wonderful guests with us today, and we're going to learn about some really innovative ideas in a variety of different subjects, um, starting with uh, law and uh, then uh, proceeding on to the custom glass business. Could there be two more opposite businesses than that? We're going to get to all that more, but first, a word from one of our sponsors. Do you want a free analysis of your inbound marketing? Do you want it in 30 seconds or less? Then check out Marketing Grader, the free marketing tool from HubSpot. It's simple. Just go to marketinggrader.com, enter the URL that you want to analyze, and Marketing Grader will instantly give you a detailed report grading your lead generation, mobile marketing, social media, competitive benchmarking, and more. It's simple, it's powerful, and it's free. Marketinggrader.com. And believe me, I've used that service. It's amazing. Uh, go to marketinggrader.com, type in your URL, your address, and you're going to get some amazing information for free. Competitive analysis, some real uh, worthwhile data on your own uh, site, traffic, keywords, all sorts of good stuff. It's free. It's from HubSpot. All right, let's start today uh, and uh, bring on our first guest, uh, which is Lance Rogers, the owner of Rogers & Associates. Welcome, Lance. Thanks, Paul. It's great to be here. Well, we're privileged to have you with us. You're based out of where? You must, 610, you must be in Arizona? Uh, we're actually in Philadelphia. Just oh, Philadelphia. Okay. Well, 612 is Bryn Mawr. There you go. Um, how, are, how is it in Philadelphia today here? Is it, is it uh, steamy hot like it's been? <laughs> Extremely hot, and we're looking forward to some relief, which is on its way. It looks like we're getting some thunderstorms pretty soon. So. There you go. Well, you've got a hot idea. Let's talk a little bit about Rogers & Associate. You're a legal firm with a different way of doing business. Talk a little bit about your background and then what led you to form Rogers & Associates, and then we'll get into the specifics of what you do. So how did you get into this? Well, Paul, a little bit on my background, which kind of leads into uh, how we started the firm, which is uh, after completing a, a two-year federal clerkship in the Eastern District of Pennsylvania, 
I went to work with uh, with one of the mega firms. Yeah, uh, Fed, federal clerkship. That's big time. That's congratulations. It, yeah. it was it was an amazing experience, and I miss it. But uh, uh, with uh, Decker Price and Rhodes, uh, I, I practiced for six or seven years, and then went to another big law firm, Pepper Hamilton. And I'll tell you, working for those big firms, I really realized just how inefficient and uh, unproductive the billable hour model is. Hmm. And so what I did is after coming out of uh, actually an unsuccessful run for Pennsylvania State Senate, <laughs> oh, wow, I started okay. my own firm. Okay. I'm sorry, Paul, what's that? I was, I was just uh, chuckling here because you, you seem to have done it all. You have got you ran for politics, you were a federal uh, clerk, and you worked for some big law firms. That's the, that's the top, the cream of the crop there, all that stuff. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, I, I am a pretty active person, but uh, uh, I've been energized after starting this firm three years ago as to the results we've seen. Um, it's been truly amazing. Um, when, uh, when I started the firm, I didn't want to be burdened by the billable hour. I thought after seeing how the billable hour works at uh, Deckard Price and Rhodes and, and Pepper Hamilton, I thought of a new way to approach law, and so what I decided to do was was shed the billable hour model altogether. And you do it for you do it just client. out of the kindness of your heart. It's all pro bono. <laughs> no, actually, out of the out of the benefit for uh, <laughs> the interest and, and the benefit for my clients and, and me. Um, so I, I called a former client, and I, I decided I would try something new. And I said to him, "How would you like?" And this was a large corporation that actually one of America's largest independent producers of plastics. Hmm. And I said, how would you like to try something new? And he said, I'm up for something new. So I said, what if, what if I provided all of your legal services for one flat fee per month? And he, without hesitating, said, that sounds like an interesting <laughs> idea. Let's do it. Let's try it. He and didn't I, even hesitate on that one. Exactly. And so that's what we do here at Rogers & Associates. We have a monthly fee that we charge our clients, and we are available 24-7. We partner with our clients. We go in and we get to know our clients better um, and we actually become not only legal advisors, but business advisors. So we spend time with our clients at their businesses. We understand their model. We understand who their employees are. Now, some of them have, you know, more than a 1,000 employees, and we obviously can't get to know them, but we do know who their management is so that when they call us and they say, hey, uh, John said this to Tammy, we know who they're talking about. Yeah, right. Um, and we can effectively provide legal services because of this model. All right, I'm going to give you a little disclosure here. Um, I have sometimes a sour taste in my mouth for lo- uh, for the law and for lawyers, and it was bred in me when I went to law school. Um, many, many years ago, back in the early 70s, um, I went to law school at William & Mary, and I lasted a year and found it was just not for me. And uh, among the many things that uh, I've looked at through the years, I had a very good friend of mine who was my roommate at the time who's gone on to be a very successful uh, corporate attorney, and I watched him climb up the ladder and open up his own practice. And I see what you're talking about. I remember one uh, week, and he'd been working out as a as an associate for a couple years at some big firm up in Beverly Hills here, and he actually billed what the, there's only there's only how many hours in a day? There's 24 hours in a day. He actually billed 24 25 hours in a day. And I never could figure, you know, somehow he double billed because he got to bill one client for this and another client for the same time. And and that was the ultimate, you know, the fact that he could squeeze that much billable hours out in a day. And I thought, is that the only purpose of this is just to run up the bill as 
big as you can and to charge as many hours. That's certainly been my perception ever since. So I'm very your cynicism. Yeah, your cynicism is is reflected in our clients. We see it every day. And I'll tell you what, you know, under the billable hour model, one of the one of the ramifications is that clients think twice before picking up the phone and calling their attorney. Absolutely. And that really is a huge mistake because if you're going to make a decision that impacts your organization, uh, the last thing you want to do is exclude your legal counsel. You know, we've seen uh, we've seen clients do this time in and time again, and this is what leads to expensive litigation. So you're literally going to save, you know, forty to maybe you know, depending on how big the question is, a couple hundred dollars, um, in order to uh, to risk um, litigation, which which I've I've seen add up to a couple million dollars. Yeah, easily. if they had just picked up the phone and made that simple question. Now, you know, we think that the billable hour works against the client because obviously attorneys are pressured like your friend at that firm they're pressured to, to bill a certain number of hours and yeah he was a hero he was able to bill more hours than there were in a day and and i can speak from personal experience i was pressured when i was at the big law firms to, to bill a certain amount of uh, hours um but uh obviously what comes with that is is some questionable tactics um you know i personally saw at the big law firms situations where you know i would produce um, a work product and pass it along to the partner in charge of the case who would redo it and and in my opinion simply uh adding comments and suggestions mm-hmm. uh merely to to uh, add to the billable uh billable time on the product on the project yeah um you know let's face it and he's billing it what what's what's the average i'm sorry to interrupt but what's the average partner in a you know a big law firm charge you say uh, it used to be couple hundred dollars i'm way out of it what is it a thousand dollars an hour now eight hundred dollars what do they usually charge these partners at these mainline firms here it it really depends on uh region i can tell you out of new york it's common now to find a top partner at a top firm charging a thousand dollars an hour <laughs> here in philadelphia 750 to, to 850 is more uh, typical wow. i know on the west coast uh you know you talked about your friend out there in, mm-hmm. in uh, la a thousand dollars is probably not out of the question. So a thousand dollars because they put their stamp or imprint on this, and mm-hmm. you hope that, of course, that means they're the best and they know what they're doing, and somebody's looked over this. But as you said, many times they're just, you know, they're just kind of stamping it. It's a production line here. I don't know how deeply they go into this stuff. My friend used to—I I was almost going to say his name—I shouldn't do it—but he was always complaining that he did most of the work. And yet the partners were, you know, ramping up the billing as if they oversaw all this production. That's exactly right, Paul. And I'll tell you what, a lot of people out there think that they need to pay top dollar for legal representation in order to use one of these quote unquote blue chip law firms. Right. And that the work that they're getting from the blue chip firms is somehow better than the work that they could receive from, you know, a smaller firm. Right. Many of the smaller firms, and I would urge the listeners to to look into this. Many of the smaller firms out there are actually staffed by people who came out of the big firms, and had they gone to the big firms and used them, they would be getting the same people. Yeah. So it's uh, it's really a value, and I think it's something if somebody can get over the the blue chip phobia, I'll call it. Um, you know, they 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 have some perception that using a blue chip firm is safer. Um, you know, they're going to find a lot of value at some of these smaller firms who who uh, you know bill a, a lot lower than the blue chip firms. And the other point you bring up is the one that always drove me crazy, too. Lawyers 
and perhaps doctors have got to be the only two groups that every time you call them up and ask them a question, the meter starts running. You can't just say, hey, I, I just got a quick question. You know, should we be doing an LLC or should we be doing a C-Corp? You know, or maybe maybe that's too involved. Maybe there's just something even simpler than that. We're, we're, think, we're getting ready to fire somebody here and we've got all the paperwork. Is there something we're forgetting? Whatever it is, too often there's a quick question you have in your mind, and maybe it's a five-minute answer. But that five-minute answer gets billed at some fraction of an hour, and it, it there's an assumption on their part that every time they talk to you, they're billing you. That's right. And we're, you know, we typically bill in six-minute intervals, so a tenth of an hour. Right. And so, you know, clients understandably get upset when they see, you know, a conversation billed at, you know, point one or point two hours, uh, and, and they recall that conversation, and they recall that most of the conversation was exchanging pleasantries yeah, with the attorney. Right. Um, and maybe the question took, you know, all of uh, two and a half minutes. Um, but you're exactly right, and that's why switching away from the billable hour model, you know, really makes sense in partnering with your with your clients and getting to know them. And I, I should also say that that sort of a model goes goes a long way, and I think streamlining the legal process. Um, you know, I already know my clients' businesses backwards and forwards. I understand how they work. When they call me with a problem, they don't have to explain everything to me. It's not like uh, it's not like they're calling an attorney for the first time. Right. It's like speaking to one of their staff members, even though I don't serve on their staff. You know, they call me with the understanding that I know how they function, and they just tell me what happened and ask for guidance on on how to respond. And so, I really like this idea. How how are people responding to it? Are people are confused by it, or are they embracing it? And and why don't more law firms pursue this? I think I'll answer your second question first and then, and then go on to answer your first question. Okay. I think that firms are genuinely scared to, to do this, and I think that they don't know how to do it. And, you know, I took a gamble in, in doing it the first time three years ago, and I can tell you that that client has re-upped their contract three times hmm. um, and has entered into a long-term contract with me. And I can tell you that at this point, 50% of my client base is on the billable hour. I'm sorry, is, is on the, the monthly retainer uh, um, model as opposed to the billable hour. Um, there are some still some folks out there who prefer the billable hour model, um, maybe because they don't understand exactly how beneficial the, the monthly uh, system is or because they have work that really isn't conducive to the monthly system. For example, they might have a one-off project mm -hmm. that needs to be addressed, and once that project is, is addressed and done, uh, they don't have any more legal needs. Uh, or they have a matter that's, um, that's uh, um, a litigation, a piece of litigation, which, which can be quite time-sensitive or quite time-intensive, I should say, uh, and that doesn't really lend itself well to this, to this monthly, um, monthly uh, fee. Now, is the fee uh, big, little, exorbitant? How do you how do you determine the fee? How do you estimate how many hours they're going to put in? Because you don't know what legal issues are going to come up. We get to um, we get to partner with these clients, and we uh, well, first of all we look over some of their past legal bills. Um, when those aren't available, we sit down and we talk to their employees. We talk to them. We get a good feeling for uh, how they operate, and we do that in an exploratory period. It's a 90-day period where we partner with them. Mm -hmm. We give them a discounted hourly, I'm sorry, monthly rate. So they're paying one flat fee per month for three months. At the end of the exploratory period, we sit down with them and we, we tell them about all of their legal needs, and they're usually shocked 
to, to learn that they have so much legal work. The yeah. first thing I always hear from my prospective clients is, well, we really don't have very many legal needs, but we're interested in talking to you about this about this because we think it's a good idea. Uh, clients also see this as sort of a form of insurance, if you will, right. um, because their, their legal fees are set, and if they have an explosion or a huge problem that crops up, they're not going to pay $1 more in legal fees, so it is kind of an insurance policy. So after we, we sign them and, and we look at this, we go through this exploratory period with them, they're always shocked to learn how much is out there in terms of a liability and what needs to be addressed. Um, and they, you know, after we, after we address that with them over the 30, the 90 day period and then moving forward, um, you know, they, they're, uh, I've never had a client push back at me and say, gee, I'm really not using as much time as you had anticipated. Yeah. Um, we actually had one client who came back to us and said, you know what? You're, you're spending a lot more time than I think we had calculated. You're going to have to raise our monthly. <laughs> wow, isn't that something? Well, and I was going to get to that because it sounds like you're you're um, you're changing one of the other problems I think with the law, and that is by nature it's adversarial. And I don't mean that just you against the uh, people suing you or whatever else, or the other people that you're trying to write a contract with. It seems like the lawyers and their clients become almost adversarial, where you're trying to squeeze you the client you're trying to squeeze as much as you can out without paying for it and they're trying to bill you for every microsecond and everything that they can so you're in this you're in this wrestling match between should i pay you or shouldn't i pay you whereas if it's a set fee and a fixed fee and you can budget that in yeah some months maybe you don't use it as much as you can but boy that month when suddenly you need them and you don't get that explosion of uh, legal bills, they must get down and kiss the ground and thank their lucky stars. Paul, you're absolutely right. And how many times have you seen a lawyer try and be a problem solver instead of, instead of uh, billing, billing hours? Not very often. And right. so when, when lawyers are able to take their, their you know, billing hats off and, and look at a problem realistically and with common sense, you know, they become problem solvers. And sometimes there's a silver bullet that can solve a situation very quickly with one phone call or maybe a quick document. And uh, this system frees them up to do that and puts, I think you hit the nail on the head, it takes the adversarial role away and puts the client and the attorney on the same page working together. And that's what you want. You, we all at times need lawyers, particularly those of us in business, and we all want to make sure that we have good advice and that we cover our butt in this litigious society we live in. But at the same time, we're hesitant to, to hire a lawyer because it seems to be, they seem to create work for themselves. They get, seem to get paid by the page, paid by the word. And so you wonder sometimes, are they working in your interest or their own interest? And this seems to take all of that uh, doubt and um, f- bad feelings out of, out of the equation here. It really does, and you asked me a, a little while ago how it's been received. Mm-hmm. Um, we have seen uh, overwhelming success with uh, with the system. Uh, I'm pleased to report that over the last three years, we haven't lost a single client that's signed up for the monthly Impressive. system. Congratulations. They love it, and uh, they've actually been referring clients to us um, because they're so impressed and so happy with uh, the way it's worked out and the services they're receiving. Now, how does it turn out in terms of the amount of time that your clients end up going to court. And maybe this is a crazy thought on my part, but it seems like if you're just getting paid a flat fee, you're there to solve the problem. You're not there to prolong the litigation and to 
uh, pepper the other side with tons of motions and things and stuff, which sometimes, I'm sorry to say, are there just to either make you look good, the attorney, look at all I'm doing for you, or to add up the billing. I, I hate to be that cynical about it, but I I think that it, if if somebody was paying me a flat fee, I'd be more apt to try and solve the problem. If somebody's paying me by the hour, I wouldn't be in such a rush. Exactly, and you, you asked about litigation, and I should say that litigation is the one component that is not factored into or included in the monthly fee. Okay. Um, you know, we we very much feel as though if we get involved in a problem early enough, we can we can solve the problem without having to go to litigation. In some cases, it's unavoidable, and unfortunately, because litigation is so time intense. Um, we we have to uh, switch to an hourly model. Now, when we go to litigation with uh, some of our, our monthly clients, we bill them at a, at a steeply discounted rate. So they're looking at, you know, 150 to $200 an hour for litigation, which anybody who's been involved in litigation with an attorney knows that that's a pretty discounted rate. Yeah, it sounds rate. like it, right. Um, and so they, you know, and, and once again, our clients benefit because, we understand their business model. We understand how everything works. We don't have to sit there and, and ask them questions about their business in litigation. We can apply what we've already learned under the, you know, when they've been paying their monthly fee, and we can keep the cost down that way for, for litigation. So do you end up with a closer relationship? Sounds like it because you haven't lost any customers in this. Do you, do you get Absol- closer customers? Absolutely, yes. I get calls all the time from my clients uh, actually just asking me how I'm doing, uh, my wife and I just had a baby. Most of our clients, you know, uh, either uh, sent us a gift or called and asked. It's a it's a very close and personal relationship with the clients. And I'll tell you what, they call me a lot to ask questions that might not even have anything to do with law. Um, you know, if they're considering expanding their business, mm-hmm. they want to kind of sound off on somebody and 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 talk to talk to somebody about um, you know a decision they're making that's going to affect their business. Get that outside yep. perspective. That's what we're all about in this show here. Exactly, exactly. And so it's really kind of turned into a, a much more than a, a legal perspective. You know, it's sort of like a business consultant perspective. Now, how do I assume you have some attorneys that work for you in your firm here? I don't know how big your how how big is your firm? How many? We're, we're uh, two attorneys right now, soon to be three. Okay, and how do the other associates feel about this? Are or if the lawyers come out of law school and they have the chance to go work for you, and a, a, I'm assuming then the associates would get a fixed fee too, or something, or they would get a fixed salary as opposed to based on how much billable hours they crank out here. That's right. And interestingly, Paul, we're we're actually getting interest from lawyers who are at those big firms um, without giving any naming names okay. or, or yeah. giving anything away. We have a, um, a head of one of the litigation departments for a major Philadelphia law firm who is uh, very interested in joining us. I think the lawyers, to answer your question, love the idea of not having to track billable hours. So, you know, you mentioned before that clients feel like as soon as they get on the phone with the attorney, you know, they're suddenly on the clock. Well, the attorney has to worry about, you know, balancing time and budgeting time and recording time because, if let's face it, if you don't record time right away, it's lost. You're never going to remember how much time you spent on, you know, seven different matters that you worked on that day. So it's really burdensome for attorneys to track all of their time accurately. And um, not having to do that allows the attorney to put their best work product on the table without, you know, worrying about the billable hours, you know, meeting requirements or just tracking the time accurately. 
And I would bet that you also get a fairer, maybe is maybe distribution isn't the right word, but a fairer accounting of what you're doing because I got to believe that an awful lot of time, it was certainly with my friend's case, he'd be working on something complicated, and there might be there might be more than one client involved in this. It might be a bigger matter that somehow bringing in two or three entities or writing a contract, and they're also doing something else here, and there's a potential uh, they're they're creating the financial. Um, I don't know, uh, state planning documents for the principals. And, you know, somehow all of these different things get involved. And I always question them. I said, how do you decide how much of this goes to client A and how much of it goes to client B? He said, it's pretty arbitrary and pretty hard to challenge later on. You know, why did I get billed so much for this here? I thought all three of us were paying for this. It is, and, and that's an area that you just outlined, of course, raises uh, conflicts issues uh, in terms of, you know, whether or not an attorney should be representing, you know, several sides of a, of a deal. Yes, right. Um, but with this model, you know, obviously that's not going to be a concern, um, and it's not something that factors in. So I think you've, you've accurately, you know, depicted a, another benefit of, of not having to, to worry about, um, you know, who's picking up the, the several hours and that were, that were placed in, in trying to get the deal closed and, and that, you know, several clients benefited from. Good. Well, I wish you all the best. You certainly are onto something big here. Let, uh, in the couple of minutes we have left, we've got about three or four minutes left. Is there any other part of this that you'd like to bring to the fore here? Any other stories or experiences you can share with us in, in, uh, in this new model versus the old one? Absolutely. I, I think that I think that, you know, what I've seen in the legal market is that the more people hear about this model, the more intrigued they become. Uh believe it or not, I actually sold uh this model to uh I was I was in Chicago for a conference and mm-hmm. uh was on the subway on my way from O'Hare to, to downtown <laughs> Been there, and yeah. got talking to a fellow on the subway who, who uh who ended up being from Philadelphia as luck would have it and, <laughs> and we got talking about legal representation and when he heard about this model, uh, he was he was very enthusiastic about it, and I was surprised uh, the following Monday to get a call from him after we had swapped business cards. And uh, his company uh, signed us for that uh, for that reason. They they just loved the billable model. Unbelievable. Uh, they they loved the getting away from the hour, hourly model and getting into the monthly model. And so it's really catching on, and there's a buzz um, in in this region about it. Um, and it's something that I think we've seen a lot of success with in terms of uh, general interest and uh, excitement. So I think that, um, I think that you're going to see a lot more of this catching on across the country. Um, I, I am aware that some of the larger law firms have switched to a flat fee for some of their litigation, so some of their larger clients. I've heard that pay. because what happened, obviously, when the market crashed, everybody went back to their suppliers, their vendors, and their service providers, their accountants, their attorneys, they're PR people, and they many cases said, "Hey, what do you want to do? You know, we can either let you go, or we can work out something at a lower rate and keep you around here." And so, Absolutely. a lot of the big firms had to reevaluate how they had been billing during the go-go '80s and '90s here. And it makes a lot of sense. And I would urge the listeners to to approach their law firms and their legal providers. And you know, it's not unheard of for clients to ask for discounts, especially if you're a volume client. Um, you know, uh, law firms are much more likely to 
uh, to want to keep your business if you have a lot of it, and they're willing to cut you a break if you use them a lot. So, but I'll bet they treat like they treat you like a leper when you walk in and say you want to uh, talk about uh, a discount. Sort of like going into your uh, doctor and saying, "Hey, by the way, I'm having a little tough times. Can we do this for half price today here or something? I've been coming to see you for 20 years." They, doctor would look at you like you're out of your mind here. You know what, though? I think it's a conversation that's been had uh, many more times than not in the last five years. I and suspect I think you, you're right. You yeah. put your finger on that, Paul. I think you're exactly right. It happens. Um, now, under under obviously under the approach that we're taking now, uh, I think clients feel a lot more comfortable, and there's not that adversarial role like you had uh, talked about before. Yeah, right. So I don't feel like know, you've been ripping me off for 20 years, so I, it's, it's only fair that I cut your bill in half when I have to here, you know, because you've been it, overbilling it, me forever, you know. Exactly, exactly. So I really see this as a way of, of the future. I think that uh, more and more uh, firms will be switching to this model. Um, I think there is a general resistance to getting back to circling back to the way you open the segment. I think there's a general uh, resistance to the billable hour model, and I think that people are um, reluctant to engage their attorneys, and they're somewhat uh, unhappy with uh, the notion that uh, attorneys bill for, for uh, even um, – you know, just pleasantries on telephone yeah. calls. Well, you know, let's face it. Attorneys uh, are right up there with used car salespeople. They're not, the, or politicians. They're not the most popular people. And people have, we certainly know we need attorneys, and you're grateful when you have one there when you need it. But I don't think most people say, yeah, I, I love going to see my attorney. I love paying my attorney. I, gee, I got the, I, I can't say enough about my attorney. There are too many people that are feeling like I do. I think that attorneys somehow have overcomplicated this whole world we live in and have added a burden and a cost that may or may not need to be there. I think you're right. And the only the only attorney that uh, that people like is an, an attorney that's related to them because they know <laughs> right. that that attorney will give them a, a good discount. So with, exactly. with, the, with, the, with the monthly uh, billable approach that we're using, um, you know, clients are able to partner with their attorneys and, and not feel as though the attorney is trying to gouge them or create work. And well, and everybody wants their son or daughter to be an attorney. Rick, in fact, that guy who normally hosts this show, his son is studying law right now at Pepperdine. So we all value the, having an attorney in the family, but, you know, we all we all curse when we have to use one and, and get and pay them under these uh, billable programs that seem to always cost more than we thought it was going to cost. That's exactly right, and and this might this might change all of this that. This might change it. All right. Well, you might make lawyers popular again here. Well, let's hope so, Paul. <laughs> all right. How do people get in touch with you if they want to hear more about this unique? And, and uh, let me. I guess I should ask: Will you take clients from anywhere in the country, or do you have to be in Philadelphia? We can take clients from anywhere in the country. We have members of the firm who are barred in, in various states, myself uh, being barred in Arizona and New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, but uh, the easiest way to get in touch with us is to give us a call at 610-649-1880. That's 610-649-1880. Or shoot us an email. Um, we're at, uh, my address is Lance, L-A-N-C-E at Rogers Council, R-O-G-E-R-S-C-O-U-N-S-E-L.com. Okay. Well, best of luck with what you're doing. I I think anything that helps, kind of like the medical field, the lawyer, the, the legal field, seems to be a popular target of people these days, um, something that uh, we need to reform somehow, and it seems like you guys could be part of this whole reformation that uh, we're all seeking. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Paul. All right. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.
All right. Well, there you have it. There's a new idea. A lawyer that doesn't charge you every time he talks to you? Wow. Hallelujah. That, that alone was worth the, worth the price of admittance today here. Stick around. we got some more interesting conversation coming your way right after this. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. 